Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Asian Glow Up Podcast. We're a podcast centered around sharing stories that help Asian Americans explore themes around identity and connection to their most authentic selves. We're your hosts. I'm April. I'm Jackie. Today's JoJo's not joining us, but we have the lovely Jenny here. Um, before I jump in and talk a little bit more about like who we are and ask Jenny some more questions, do you want to just quickly introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Jenny. I'm the founder of Fran New York. It's a vegan handbag brand based in New York. And I met April and Jackie at our first pop-up a couple months ago. Yeah, it was really cute. And we were just like, did we approach her? Like, should we ask? <laughs> and then when Jackie was buying her bag, she's like, I'm just going to ask. <laughs> and now we're here. And it's already like three months later. Jenny, what inspired you to start your bag brand and why specifically handbags? I've always wanted to build something on my own so a lot of people don't really know what led up to Freya but I've had a Instagram since I was 13 or 14 like I grew a food page to 800,000 followers so it started from there I was like okay I could do something on my own and I wrote ebooks and I sold ebooks and then ebooks about what oh oh my gosh this is so funny so I was vegan (laughs) in middle school and I was like let me teach people how to be vegan I oh my god that. so as a middle schooler you yeah. were making ebooks wait <laughs> she's that's, an entrepreneur wait, since the beginning so i sold them i was like and then i wrote like like basically eating vegan for 10 days mm-hmm, and that mm-hmm. was like that's that was a book and then i wrote number two and then i wrote a recipe book and i was like wow. you know what i can sell these as a bundle so oh i'm like i listed them God. as a bundle this is like amazing. on the squarespace days um wow and so that's really impressive. I was like up through college. Because you are taking the entrepreneurship journey. Did you have anyone to follow or like inspire you? Or you're like, I see this on YouTube. I think I can do it. Like, let me just run after it. That. I think I've always very much been, this is my interest. Mm. And I somehow will find a way to monetize it. I love so. that. <laughs> Trey, I just turned three two weeks ago. Congratulations. Wow. A week ago. Yeah. And I was reflecting. I was like, I guess I've kind of been doing this my whole life, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you don't just, like Freya is not the first thing I started. It was definitely... Mm-hmm. It was like right. the 10th thing I started. It just happened to wow. go a little bit better. But yeah, and I, I love what you guys are doing too. I think it's it always starts with passion, right? You want to do mm-hmm. something that mm-hmm. is fun and then you're growing your community and somehow that, that will turn it to... Yeah, we're working on it. Yeah. We're working on it. That's really cool. And I'm not surprised to hear that you were a writer too because when I first heard about the brand, I like went on your website, like read all the blog posts. I'm like, she's a really good writer. Yeah. So you saying that you wrote ebooks, I'm like, this all <laughs> makes so much sense. Well, the ebooks were not so much writing. It was like one cup of oats and blend it with this. And okay, now you know, like, like the writing. creative like output, you know, not everyone can do that. Also, I love how you have the journal with Freha because now it's like you give the insight for people to see behind the scenes and you really give a lot of detail which I really love you're going to China you see all the photos of it being built in your process so it gives so much more transparency for you and it's like damn she's really building this from the ground up I think the one thing that is really important to me always is to like humanize the brand and just like make sure people like know it is you and I mm-hmm, think mm-hmm. In the beginning, I was trying so hard to be like other brands. Um, Mm -hmm. I was trying to write in their voice. I was trying to be like a really, Mm -hmm. I was trying to be a big brand. But I was like, you know what? I wrote our new about page, the one you wrote. It was a really long one. Mm -hmm. I wrote that in one sitting. It was like after 10 iterations of trying to be very formal. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to write from the heart. I'm just going to write how I feel. And I think people respond really well to that. Because as a small brand, you can do things that big brands can't do, right? So you can like Mm -hmm. be really personal. And I used to write a letter for everyone who ordered a bag oh, wow we, 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 oh oh my gosh i wrote 
a holiday card to everyone who ordered a bag the first year. That's so cute. That is it's so only cute. like 300 people. So I'm like, yeah. I can do this. <laughs> oh my God. Only 300 yeah. people. How but long it means that take? a lot. Like, I think it, yeah, you're building that connection. Yeah. And for us too, to meet you at the pop-up at the first time. Oh, like I bought the bag and we're like, oh, she's so personal. And you, That's very exciting. Thank you guys for dropping by. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how did, April, how did you discover Honestly, I don't remember. Do you do like Instagram ads? Yeah, I make all the ads. I think Mm. it might have been an Instagram ad and I just clicked into it and I was just like, is this Asian founded? And I was just kind of like lurking a little and like think I might have sent it over in our group chat and was just like, I think this is Asian owned. We should look into this. And a couple months later, I just like would keep seeing pictures. I think I followed the brand on Instagram. And then when I saw that you were having your pop-up, I just asked Jackie if she wanted to go because I don't think JoJo was in town around then. So mm-hmm. we pulled up with her other friend and yes, like... There was, yeah. <laughs> yes, there was another girl too. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's yeah. like one of my high school besties. But I really wanted to get like a work bag, but I ended up not getting it. And them two actually ended up buying <laughs> bags, which I thought was funny. But yeah, it was a really great meeting in person. And it was really cool to see like the space come alive and be built around like your bags. So that was really cool. How was it building a community, especially in New York, and starting a small brand? Like, how have you been able to build that community plus your brand? The brand is its own thing. And then, like, personally for me, like, that's been a goal for the last two years is Mm. to just find a community in New York. And I think, actually, Freya is the way that I do that. Like, it's given me so many opportunities to meet people and reach out. Like, our Caroline bag, which I think you got. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So Caroline was someone I met on Instagram. Yeah. I love the bag, by the way. Like, I use it every day. (laughs) And it fits a lot, right? It does. Mm -hmm. It does fit a lot. But I I DM'd her on Instagram. and so funny. I was like, hi, I don't know you and you don't know me, but I think you're awesome. And do you want to design a bag together? (laughs) And she said, yes. And then also Mia, I think you met her at the pop-up too. But Oh, yes. I yeah, Mia did. tagged us in a photo. And I was like, hey, Aww. do you want to grab coffee? And now she does partnerships and influencer oh my gosh. for us. Oh, so wow. I think does just she, like organic. Does she work for you full-time or part-time? part-time? I mean, yeah. So her mom is actually a TikTok star. <gasps> no way. That. California is too casual. If you, you should go follow her on TikTok. <laughs> Plugging Mia's mom right oh now. <laughs> Wait, that's so cute. But she's like her mom's manager as well. And then she wow. also does social media for herself. So she's a busy girl. Oh my so. gosh, that sounds fun. Wait, that's so cool. <laughs> my mom does not use TikTok. <laughs> so that's that. Yeah, that's cool. Wow. How many hours would you say like on average you usually spend committing to the brand? It was a lot more in the beginning. I think in the beginning, maybe like 12 hours a day. I was like trying to just... When things don't work, you're always trying to find ways to like fix it. And then there was a time where I was like, I don't have anything to do because I don't have any bags to sell and I don't have any money to get any more bags. So that was fun. But now I think it really goes through seasons. Like right now is really busy because we have a lot of events coming up summer and we have new designs coming out. So right now I would say like six, seven hours mm-hmm. a day of like focused work. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes less, sometimes more. I don't really have a schedule. I'll like work in the morning, I'll work at night, but I'm always thinking about it in the back of my head. Do you, so when you're thinking about these designs, like, how do they come to you? Are you sitting down, you're trying to design something you like, or is it kind of an idea where you're walking down the street and you're like, oh shit, I have this design and you put it on paper? Like, what does that process look like? A lot of it comes from what our customers ask Mm. for, actually. Because I always say, like, Freya is not my brand, it's our brand. Mm. I'm the one that's making what you want happen. Like, I I am not a designer by trade Mm -hmm. at all, so... I think why Freya is the way it is is because I we focus on the functionality first because I'm not I'm not like a 
I'm not a designer. I don't know how to design bags. But I know, hey, I want it to fit th these things and I want it to be organized in this way. So we start from the inside out. So like that is how our first bag design came from. And then everything after that was kind of iterations of what people wanted different on the first bags. So I was like, okay, so you want a zipper. So our next bag had a zipper. Mm -hmm. And then people want a smaller version of the shoulder bag. So we did that. But I do want to do some more creative, just more design-focused bags. Um, the Lafayette tote was the first one of that. I was like, that was the one I liked. So I was like, I'm going to design two for you and one for me. So I think that's kind of... <laughs> the that, middle that's ground. Kind of, that's, yeah, that, that's how we're doing it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, do I want another zip bag? No, not really. But if you want it, I will make that for you. And then I will make one for myself. Mm -hmm. So how did you mostly get this feedback? Was it like through Instagram? Yeah. Just like meeting people? Uh, mostly through Instagram. Whenever people leave reviews, every email. So I actually answered every email by myself until just like two, two months ago, two, three months ago. So I got a lot of feedback that way. Um, and we would also run a lot of surveys on Instagram and just ask people like, hey, like, oh, like on Instagram stories. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I defaulted to Instagram because I grew up on Instagram mm -hmm. and I think it's really, I think it's easy to showcase like the design and the story a little bit. Yeah. And also, I don't know how to use TikTok. Mm -hmm. We've been trying I don't either. I don't, I don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know. I'm late on it too. There's a point where I'm like, you're either the creator or the consumer. Yeah. I feel like even consuming has been so much, but I haven't looked at the, the creation side, but that's I like a whole three new hours level. on it two nights ago. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. That's why I never go on. Yeah. I think newsletter is a really good way to build. Mm. You know, no, we're thinking about starting our own newsletter yes, too. Do it. You should and do it. Yeah, because it's like a platform that mm -hmm. you own. It's mm -hmm. like your yes. audience. Like we got banned from Instagram my bad. a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> and we were just like, oh. Is that why you want to know? <laughs> my God. So like, if you didn't have Instagram. <laughs> we're, uh, we're back now. But literally for a hot second, JoJo and I were just like, this is not okay. Like, what are we going to do? <laughs> yeah, because you start to realize like there's so many different avenues you have to keep up. And I think once the there's our Instagram so banned, I realized like, oh shit like that's a big avenue of how we're reaching our audience and things like that and once you kind of get that pulled you start to realize like yeah it's not there anymore it's and like an ecosystem right like it's not just instagram it's not just the newsletter it's not just like really high quality bags it's like so many different things that need to work in tandem because at my last job we used to say like the average is seven touch points with yeah. a customer before they actually buy anything mm -hmm. right so i think we used to be very much so like okay we have to find guests we have to record we have to make outlines we have to edit but we didn't really think much about like the I guess like the wider strategy of things and I think we are starting to more so this year all that's just to say like we're also thinking about these types of things but it's cool to see it like in action and I'm curious how you built that first like 1,000 2,000 followers because it seems like you have a very like engaged community but how did you build that from the ground up? I didn't set out to build a community. Mm -hmm. I think I set out to see, hey, does this idea have legs? Let's try it. Someone actually bought a bag before mm -hmm. we launched. But I think in the beginning, my strategy was to share the story. I didn't have any product, right? Mm -hmm. And I knew like as a brand starting out, especially for handbags that are, you know, mid-range, they're not too expensive but it's a it's a 400 bag right you need to build that trust in some way so i mm -hmm. think sharing the story that's why i went so in depth about finding a factory mm. and finding the materials i'm like yeah i need to build trust and i feel like if i show you exactly what happens the yeah. good and the bad at least i'm being honest right and you can choose to support or not but i'm gonna be honest and just put it all out there and our first followers honestly were probably just people that found us through ads like that's that's how we started because that's what i know like that's 
that's my default for marketing. Yeah, that's all I know. Love interest mm-hmm. is Facebook and Instagram marketing. So, did you do Facebook and Instagram marketing before? I learned it. Oh, like for this. I mm-hmm. see. I see. But I, it's funny because I always ask, like, how did you find? I was like, I already know the answer. You saw on Instagram. Like, <laughs> yeah, I really no, like now, the more that I'm talking about. It, I'm like, I'm pr- like 99 yeah, sure I found you through yeah. mm-hmm. Instagram ad. So it works. And then yeah, the people who found us through our ads like followed us on Instagram, and then mm-hmm. they signed up through our newsletter. Yep. So that's, Honestly, that's, that's exactly what I did. That's exactly what I did. You were saying like wider strategy mm-hmm. for this podcast. Like, what does that look like? Okay, so with the podcast, we're trying to lean more into like the community aspect of it as mm-hmm. well. So things like starting a newsletter. We're actually building out a journal, like a guided journal, based around <laughs> culture. Yeah, and what comes for my mind is that. With podcasts, there's no really good marketing tool. Like right now, people have been using TikTok, and that's kind of been blowing up. But podcasts in general, other than if you're not owned by Spotify or have those big avenues, it's really hard to find podcasts. And before we weren't doing video content because we were just like, we were just doing streaming audio. And then now we're- This is our fourth season, and this is our first time like filming video content for every single episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're slowly expanding and just realizing, okay, as we learn more skills through it, like we were using different mics before, and it just continues to grow as we learn more. I think it's because when we first started, this was really just like for shits and giggles. Like it wasn't to make money. It wasn't to build this giant thing. It was just like the three of us were home during COVID. Mm -hmm. It was kind of a way for us to connect, keep ourselves busy. Like I was not leaving our house for like literal weeks on end. So we would wake up and have like really early morning meetings and like just have a lot of things to like talk about. And it just grew into something that we really, really enjoy doing. But now that we're kind of like two, three years in, now we're thinking like, are we going to keep doing this forever? Like, what does that look like? So we're still, you know, dabbling. Um, nothing is set in stone, but I think these types of conversations are just really great because we can hear about like how other people have built their communities, see like how they did it and what makes sense for them. And if anything, like, for example, we've never done Instagram ads. Mm -hmm. Like, I think for podcasts, obviously, that's different than like a physical product. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Maybe that's something that we can explore and like think about, too. I think like also I'm thinking for podcasts, like if guests starring on other people's podcasts, Mm -hmm. I think that's a good way to discover. Mm -hmm. Like I discover podcasts through other podcasts. Yeah. All the time. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, I think sometimes the podcast will tell you where it wants to go. Like yeah. the the audience will tell you. Like yeah. Freya is not what Freya was when I started it. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it'll just some things. I think also just need time. Like it'll figure itself out. Like Freya wasn't fun until six months ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it was so shitty. It was shitty. I'm not gonna say. Like I didn't, didn't have money to do anything. It was terrible. What changed um, six months ago? I think all the work that you do up to that point, it kind of all falls together. Mm. It all comes together and then things start happening really fast. Yeah. yeah. Which comes with a whole new set of problems, but you know, like <laughs> they're, they're more fun. Ultimately, it's about the things outside of the podcast that all kind of relates. Like back to the idea of like the ecosystem, mm-hmm. right? I don't think the podcast is the goal. Mm-hmm. It's just like part of the overall, the overall situation. I think that's situation. where the overall strategy is. It's like yeah. that podcast is, getting us to where we actually need to be mm, right and it's like, like a vehicle for you to exactly exactly so i think we <laughs> first six, six <laughs> months at a time you know, like, goodbye, goodbye america yeah <laughs> honestly so i think also this time off where i'm not gonna be working and like not doing nine to five and jackie is gonna be with us in asia and we're just gonna be like all over the place honestly the goal isn't to just like hang out in asia every day and like just fuck around we do want to be thinking about okay what's next like how can we really build this and i mm-hmm. think 
with the three of us too we think about this a lot not just like when we're working but just like every day and i am confident that it is going to you know how you said like for you guys like the 10th thing right mm-hmm. so we're on thing maybe like three or four <laughs> so maybe by the time we hit the 10th thing it'll pan out in the way that we wanted to but as of right now it's more so just like exploring and like seeing what's out there yeah it's that discovery part you said and also asking yourself like what is fulfilling to me we quit our jobs and then we're every decision and step that i'm making feels like the right path to whatever i need to find and it's just like waiting for that moment where everything falls together and you're like okay this is it and i feel like things have been happening already it's just like letting the letting time play its course course, yeah. yeah So I'm excited. I feel like yeah, I'm excited too. Yeah, <laughs> I love conversations like this. So yeah. I'm excited for you guys. Too. Yeah, <laughs> one of my favorite people to listen to on podcast. He always says like you need to broaden your time horizon. Like you don't don't think what's gonna happen a year down the line. Think like what's gonna happen in five. Because I guarantee you, like it's really hard to make things happen in a year, but yeah. like it's almost guaranteed that you can make it happen in five. Or yeah, ten. I think that's just really encouraging to know. Like if I just keep going, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just yeah. you just got to keep going. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've, I've heard Absolutely. this saying that's like one year, like people overestimate yes. what they can do in one year, but underestimate yes. what they can mm-hmm. do in five yes, or 10 or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Year. We were talking about this earlier, but something about like purpose versus Oh, like it's this, I forgot her name, but she wrote this book called Quarter Life. And you, we've all heard like midlife crisis and whatever, but her whole concept is like the quarter life is actually like just as important as the midlife. And a lot of people go through their quarter life crisis and this isn't why but one of the ideas that she had was the idea of like stability versus meaning mm-hmm. so like for people kind of in our age like 20s to 30s or 40s even in their quarter life some seek stability but then later are like this has no meaning mm-hmm. and they're like fuck and that's kind of why not why but that's partly related to the midlife crisis versus some people only search for meaning in their in their job like purpose rather than stability yeah and Mm -hmm. then later maybe lacking stability and like needing certain things and it's about like searching for both if you can and that's kind of what we've been thinking about lately and like Mm -hmm. how can we find something that's meaningful to us and aligns with our values of like the community giving back like supporting the asian community Mm -hmm. yada 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 but also like will provide us stability so we're just not like I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me know when you figure it out. So. <laughs> I mean, this is why I feel like we're going through our midlife crisis right now. Quarter like life. Quarter, quarter life. Quarter life crisis. I mean, yeah. like, I moved to Puerto Rico and then I'm yeah, like, Yeah, that's true. Do I want stability or purpose? You know? Yeah. And I still ask myself that. Every Do you feel time. like Puerto Rico gives you, like, if you had to choose one that Puerto Rico gives you more of, which one would it be? Hmm. Is that a hard question? I think it is hard. Like I said, I work re- like I have ADHD, so I re- work really well when I do have that focus. That's true. And I think Puerto Rico gives me that because now it shuts off. Like in New York, we're so overstimulated. Yeah. It's now like, it's come like, hang out with me. We're going to a concert right now. Yeah, and with PR, it helps me put those blinders on and be like, okay, what do I really want to focus on now? Like like I said before, I wasn't cooking in New York, and now I'm in PR. I'm like I'm cooking. I'm eating healthy. I'm meditating. I'm breathing, and I'm being able to do all this stuff that. In New York, I kind of push aside because I'm like, I want to hit that dopamine hit, whatever is outside, <laughs> you know? So I don't know what it is yet, but mm-hmm. I feel like I'm on route to find that. And then being able to have that like dual life, it's like. Yeah. We're all just figuring it out. I don't know. 
I think it's one of those things where there is no answer, right? Yeah. There is no answer. There is only, like, it's not a problem to be solved. Mm -hmm. It's just something that you have to manage. And, like, there are seasons. Like, I think Puerto Rico is, like, a forced reset for you sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. You just, that's where you go and that's where you work. And New York is where you, as you said, get the dopamine hits. (laughs) (laughs) The dopamine's amazing here, but... (laughs) But... What is that? It's like you need the... When you have over dopamine, like too much dopamine, it's like... It's bad. bad for you. I don't know what that is. I know the opposite is a dopamine detox, and I've like heard people doing that. What is a dopamine detox? No, it detox? sounds miserable. <laughs> I don't want to do that. It's like you don't look at your phone, you don't eat like sugar. It's yeah. It's like, a, I don't know. It resets your dopamine levels and... Wait, why would someone eat that? If you're over, if you're addicted to like stimulation. Yeah. Um, oh, which you have too, what do you call it? It feels good. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> too much, then your tolerance is too higher. Mm-hmm. So you're always hitting that instant gratification now. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. Yes. That's why when you're out in New York, it's like, let me just go out at each time because after you go out once, you want to keep hitting that. Mm-hmm. So now you're going out every day and then Chasing suddenly like, now you got to just keep going out. <laughs> it's, a, it's a learning process and I think it's fun being in New York in our 20s because You've been here way longer than us. Lived that college experience. Now it's into your mid twenties, and then being able to build. But yeah, I think it's really exciting. Like you said, once you hit thirty, and like, where's my life gonna be starting from then? Right. I think it's kind of fun. Like I am. I always say like I was born to be thirty, just because like I feel like I feel like every year gets so much better because you become so much more sure of who you are or not. Like I feel like the more I know about myself, the less I know in general, mm-hmm. just like about life. But I think. Yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. I think every year gets better. Every, also, every one of my friends said 2023 is the year. Like, do you guys feel that? Oh. Everyone has said that to me. And I, so far, it's been great. I've been hearing that, too. <laughs> I've been having good years. Like, since. You guys are going to travel to yeah. Asia for yeah. no, we're I'm like that, leaving. That sounds, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I'm this excited. Is the year. Yeah, this is the year. the year. One last question for you about Freya before we move on to like other things but can you talk a little bit more about like what your favorite part about building the brand is my favorite part about Freya personally I think it's just given me so many opportunities I love being able to set my own schedule Mm -hmm. like I don't take direction very well so (laughs) I love being able to do that and I think just it's given me an excuse to like do so many fun things and meet so many fun people Mm -hmm. and just meet so many amazing people I really think like, all of my closest friends I met in the last year, honestly. Oh, wow. Mm. And I think just, like, meeting people who are also doing creative work or doing something on their own, I think this is really inspiring to be surrounded by so many women that are living their dream, honestly, in yeah. New York. And I was like, I'm so excited to be a part of that. And I'm really grateful that Freya has afforded me the opportunity to do that. And I want to pay it back soon. 2025, that is the goal. Ooh. Wow some some fun things in the works nice let's talk about like making friends as adults right because you just mentioned that well, first you start a bag business and then you like DM, <laughs> and then you dm people to be your friend <laughs> that's how i did it that i mean that's kind of what we did too. Yeah. we were like we're make, step one make a podcast step two just yeah, DM right people. Yeah. i feel like that's how we got so much closer too yeah oh for sure like we're working on this together and like yeah it really strengthened the, our friendship, definitely. Yeah, it's like a group project that mm-hmm. never ends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, we're meeting again? Yeah. Okay. We'll see you tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, have you ever been on Bumble BFF? No. Do you know what that is? Yes. Do you know people who have used it? Or, like, yes. have had success stories? 
I wouldn't call them a success story, but I've known people who used to. Did they have a bad experience? I think friendships are, I think it's really hard to find good friends. I think it's easy to meet people, but Mm -hmm. I don't, and I don't think it's supposed to be easy. Like, you're not supposed to click with everyone. Yeah. It's like, it's like dating. I don't expect to click with anyone, but it's nice when I do. And I think friendships are kind of the same way. But I think as an adult, it's important. Like something I really had to learn is like, you can reach out too. Like you don't need to wait for people yeah. to come to you. And I'm like, well, what if they don't want to be friends with you? I'm scared. And I'm like, I would never reach out first, but start. I mean, someone has to, right? Someone has to put themselves out there first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. No, I've a couple friends. Though. I, but I've I've made like some really good friends from OBFF. Oh my gosh, yeah. you should try it. Yeah, no, I highly recommend it because I think you meet some really good people, and like the people that are on there are also looking for the same thing. Like they yeah. either move to a new I mean, city. So many people in New York are transplants. Yeah, yeah. So I would say a lot of people on BFF are also transplants. So they're like, I'm new. Like, let's be friends. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of the that's vibe so on there. I the say the hardest thing about adult friendships is that, like, you can meet one person like here and there, but like, how do you consistently, yeah, build a community? I guess is the the hardest part. Because mm-hmm. everyone's either in and out, everyone has their own lives, and then it's like, how can I build something suitable for myself, but also not drain yourself of, like, I need to meet everyone and still be friends with everyone, but, like, you still want time for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard because, like, you know, like, in high school, you're doing the same thing every single day. You're, like, friends with people because of proximity, but as adults, it's, like, you have to be very intentional about who you're spending time with and, like, who you're going out of your way for because... There's so many people in the city that you could be doing something else at any given time. Like, you have to be very intentional about, like, how you're spending your time. And from the – I would say I've found two, like, really, really good friends from Bumble BFF. Everyone else was kind of, like – it is like dating, like you said. From that first hangout, you're kind of like, you're cool, but, like, I don't really know. We got the sparks. That's going any deeper. I don't know. We got the sparks. But it is interesting. And I feel like to meet people organically, too, I've had so many instances where it's, like, We'll, we'll like we'll get lunch like we'll hang out whatever and then it just never happens right so i think you're right in terms of like you do need to just put yourself out there if that's something that you're really searching for and it goes both ways too it's like it's not like i'm not here to impress anyone i'm not trying to force anyone mm-hmm. to be my friend right i think if they want to be friends they they need to make that effort yeah to it. and i think honestly i think friendships that's like hard to make friends it's hard to maintain friendships but it's also should be easy like, mm. a good friend, that should always feel easy. Mm-hmm. And I think if it right. doesn't, I, like, I'm not, not going to try. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> going to. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't, I, I'm a very, like, I think friendships can be, like, seasons, too. I think we can be really, really good friends right now if we both have something that the other needs. Yeah. or Like, the, like if you're on the same timeline. Right? But, like, not everyone is meant to grow with you. Not everyone is meant to be a best friend forever. And I think that's so okay too and like don't don't need to force that yeah or like i think that's something that i'm realizing more as i'm Mm -hmm. getting older too because i think when you're younger your your life is really just like your your family and your friends right this is my number one best yeah my number two and that's my space where you have to rank your (laughs) friends yeah you got 10 choices chaotic The question is like, what song are you playing when you look at your MySpace profile? Like, whatever song my crush had on his. <laughs> you try he to match it. Not no. <laughs> try to match it. It's like, yeah, I totally like this song. Yeah, <laughs> what song? Oh my gosh, I are don't you even thinking remember. of? I don't remember, but I would listen to it. 
And I was like, you will like this song. You will like this song because he likes this song. It's like, what was the top song of like 2007? <laughs> One, direc- oh God, Black One Direction. One Direction, no. <laughs> no, Eyed I don't think they were born. No. <laughs> One Direction was like late high school. Yeah. Okay. Damn, that's that a long time funny. ago. I don't know. I've been curious about this. Like, Wait, what do you mean? Our generation isn't one to, how do you say this? A lot of us are like quitting our jobs. A lot of us don't want kids. It's so completely different from our our parents, know, our parents' generation. And like, I'm very curious to see how that's going to turn out. And also, like for us, we're kind of leading that next generation. Yeah, right? I was actually like, just talking to Justin, my boyfriend, about this yesterday, about generational wealth. I don't know why we were talking about. That. We were on a road trip, and I think we just talked about random shit when we were in the car for too long. But he was like. I don't know if we're going to be the generation to build that, but I think we might be the ones to like set it up for our kids mm-hmm. so that they can like continue to build off of that. And I was like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Cause like, like I'm first generation, like my parents came to America like with nothing and they're building the life for themselves. And for them, the main goal was like stability and like feel on the table for me. I can like think a little bit bigger. I can think like, mm-hmm. what do I, what am I passionate about? What do I want to build? Do I want to travel for a long time and be unemployed? Sure, maybe. But the goal is to like be able to have that stability and be able to take care of whatever comes next, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Is that kind of what you were thinking about? Kind of, because it's like there's no roadmap that we can look at people who are older than us to be like, they've kind of paved this way. Like you said, we're first generation in America that we are now paving this path of what it looks like yeah yeah to be Asian our kids American are gonna have such bad chinese <laughs> i know i'm so sad do you ever think about that i'm just like god mm-hmm. <laughs> i think you're fluent though right i'm fluent yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i was born in china actually yeah mm-hmm. i moved here when i was four mm-hmm. um but you know that? how people are like the more choices you have the harder mm-hmm. analysis like, paralysis it's like our parents didn't have many choices yeah mm-hmm. this was like their set path and this was the only thing they could do so i went back to asia last month and i haven't seen my parents in three years wow. so i finally got to see my parents and we talked a lot about this too i was like you know mom and dad like like what were your dreams growing up and they're like you know what your mom wouldn't have done what she did if she had options like like mm-hmm. she, if she were in your shoes like she probably would have built something amazing too so like i actually feel i don't know at I'm really grateful, but also I feel really guilty because I'm like, our yeah. parents weren't. Yeah. The problems that we're having, it is a luxury to be able oh, to even for like, sure. think that way. For sure. And then I worry about my kids. I'm like, if you're going to be handed everything, like, you, where's the drive to yeah, go do something right? on your yeah. own? I don't know. Is it a good thing that we have more choices? Is it? I think it's it a great thing that we have more choices. different set of problems, but yeah. I think it's ultimately like, like such a good thing to yeah. be able to choose. For yeah. sure. That's interesting. I just recently decided that I want kids. Oh. Yeah. But it's more like I think I'll regret not having them. It's not like I, I don't want them. I just don't want to regret not having them. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've been crazy about that too because I've wanted kids mm-hmm. as I was younger. And then now I'm leaning. I'm like, actually, I don't know if I do. And it's because we're at that age where it's like. You kind of have to like. Not have to, but you kind of like, start thinking about it. Yeah, it's like that yeah. conversation keeps yeah. coming up now and now. And like being able to talk with people similar ages as us i'm just curious to hear other perspectives about it mm-hmm. yeah. yeah my dad is waiting for grandkids i'm like I'll do it i'll do it for you it's <laughs> not for me yeah i think i was the opposite i think in college i was like kind of against having kids and i told my mom and she was just like no like what are you talking about and then now i'm a little older i'm like okay i do want kids <laughs> not yet but 
Oh my god! And I was eighteen. I thought I would be married by now. Really? I thought I'd be married by twenty six. Well, I mean, when you're eighteen, twenty six, twenty seven. I was so old. (laughs) Feels so old. And now we're like, lol. (laughs) We're just like big kids with money now. Like, oh god. Yeah. Time goes by so fast. I have a year to have two kids, according to my old timeline. (laughs) (laughs) You got it. Yeah, I got this. Yeah, you got this. this. You got this. (laughs) Do it for the plot. (laughs) <laughs> everything for the plot everything oh my gosh so how has dating in new york been like for you describe it in three words okay okay well that's kind of hard three words i don't want to be too um negative right now <laughs> i think it's fun it's i think fun. you have to make it fun i think yeah. it's fun it doesn't have to be three words <laughs> it hurts your liver that's good that's it hurts yeah, your liver yeah. those are my three words oh my gosh i think okay hopeful i'm like optimistic about because looking back on the people i've gone on dates with there the pattern is good like i like everyone more than the first school i'm doing something right so i'm like something is happening you're going down the right that's the right path yeah i've expanded the pool a lot too (laughs) because i used to be like i will date this one kind of person and Mm. now i'm like that one kind of person is not gonna work out so we'll try dating some different people but are the first dates usually like going to a bar is that why it hurts your liver yeah i can't dinner like not on a first date really i feel like it's too much work i used to do that mm-hmm. but so much time it's so it's much a time commitment. and then they want to order dessert i'm like no i need to go <laughs> <laughs> and then you're halfway through and you're like Damn. do you go to the same bar every time no i let them pick mm, that's so a good one. if it's the same pick. place that you've been to before you're just like sure whatever no one has picked the same place really have you ever like no no actually yeah no one's picked I don't think I've gone to the same place for a day. Nice. There was another podcast I was listening to. Yeah, and that's why I thought of it, because Jackie told me this before about someone that she was listening to who went to a bar on a date, mm-hmm. and, like, the this guy that she's been to that bar with was also there with he another date. another girl. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure guys all have their right? spots. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's why I was like, you don't... That's a good idea that they choose, because if you take them to somewhere you like, yeah. And then, like, you're not I've made there, that mistake. Like, I'm not, also, don't if it. I'm going to a spot I like, I don't want to see you there. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I don't want ever see you again. I don't take anyone to my favorite yeah. spot. No, that yeah. was my rookie mistake, I think, when I was, like, in the dating scene. Like, every time I go to these places now, I'm just, like, I just think it's of tainted. that bad date. I'm just, like, oh, God. <laughs> should not have done that. And it's, like, now you know my favorite spot. And you're going to come here because like, it's so back. good. I have really good taste in yeah. True. <laughs> but I was also in a really long relationship for four years until like just two years ago. So mm-hmm. I haven't been dating that long. Mm-hmm. Not two yeah. years is like a two decent years. amount of time. I've met one person I like kind of. So that's, that's two good. years. I actually have a. I write down every date I go on. Wow, oh. like in a journal or like an Excel sheet. Notion. Notion. <laughs> yes. Notion. Oh my god! Like... When you said Notion is your life, you notion. literally mean Notion is your life. Like I'm just imagining like the little page. Mm-hmm. Just like one, two, three. Yeah. All the databases are connected. Like oh <laughs> my god, it's come in handy mm-hmm. because yeah. my because we'll like. Well, my friends and I will, like, compare notes just in case. And we're like, wait, wait, that was that guy. And he did this. And, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that was him. Like, that, that's. Oh, my gosh. Pool in New York is smaller than it's you so think. Small. It's so you, So you've small. dated, like, the same guys that your friends have dated. But, like, separately. No, not the friends. Not my friends. I've okay. dated people that all knew each other. That happens a lot. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Yeah. It's all the California Asians. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And then. Just I don't like, date Asians anymore. Like, no Asians? No. Okay. I, I oh. used to only date Asian guys. Mm-hmm. That's just what I'm used to, right? That's what I like. But three months ago. Mm-hmm. No. 
like five months ago i decided i'm gonna try something new <laughs> so it's it's fun you should try it <laughs> Talk to Jackie. <laughs> I actually wasn't into Asian when I moved to New York, and then I opened my pool. I'm like, okay, now oh, I'm she was made opposite. Oh, you went the opposite way. Yeah, yeah. Now, my, now I date Asian, but also I'm like, dating, now I date Asian. Now I, <laughs> but like, like a, dating abroad, if you haven't yet, is really fun. Dating someone that doesn't live here. Yeah. Or like, like when I, you're traveling and you just like meet people there. Because mm-hmm. they can like, it's no you know, strings attached. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, right? And I like it's I feel like it's easier to be upfront with them. And also There's in New York. Pressure, yeah, for sure. Pressure. New York, people know each other. Yeah. The spaces are too small. But like yeah. in when you're abroad, you're like, okay, let me just really just go dating and see how it is. Mm-hmm. I think the no pressure thing is so because like there's so much like i think everyone puts so much pressure on it yeah oh for sure the guy i was last seeing maybe for like four or five months on the second time i met him or the third time i met him he was like oh i'm moving to london and i'm like, like okay okay, I can okay. Take me. that's cool <laughs> but i actually think like i had more fun with him and had i liked him more because he was moving oh there so was like, like there's an, an end date, date right yeah. wow. so it's like no no pressure. no no pressure we, yeah so it's been nice it, it was kind of a it was, it was fun <laughs> I think different. the biggest problem in New York is like, like you said, the analysis paralysis or like options, like too many options. Yeah. No, I just don't like anyone. Yeah, that too. I mean, right? it's like High you go standards. through so many people and you're like, everyone's kind of the same. It's easier to pick through people because it's like you. There's always someone else. And I think something weird that, or like not weird, but a realization I've come to is like, you know, everyone is great. Mm-hmm. But it's just hard to find that one person. Like that your you're person. Like, yeah, because yeah, it's really your person. It's not on paper. It's like I this one person is just special to you for some reason. That's yeah. why like, I look at all my friends' boyfriends. I'm like, eh, I mean, not for me. <laughs> not for me. Yeah. But like, they, they, <laughs> <laughs> Damn, she's so real for that. <laughs> not, not for me. But, but, but I get it. Like, but, the person I'm dating, not for you either. Yeah. But like, uh, you just find that one, you just find someone special and they mm-hmm. mean everything to you. So. I feel like I've had such great times and I met really great people. Yeah. But I haven't found someone who like fits me. Yeah. Like, who will be as down as you to like, yeah go to puerto rico like travel the world whatever yeah Yeah. different timelines different things and Mm -hmm. i think new york is a really good you have those options here but also maybe that person's not in new york right now i think especially at this age no one knows exactly what they want either so i don't even know what i'm optimizing for like to like i don't know what i'm gonna look look for check through your notes in notion (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) and see if there's any patterns the list gets shorter every year really the list of things that i want (laughs) is that that a good thing or a bad thing no standards are high but it's like like what i want now is more specific but it's harder to find and i think Mm -hmm. you like through dating you learn so much about yourself too yeah, and yeah. what you want. So I think that that's that's why it's not it sucks when it's fun. <laughs> Things like it's too fun. Do you I'm have like, any like bad dating stories? Any bad dates? I don't think I've had any bad ones either. For the most part, everyone that I like went on dates with were like chill, nice, just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Have you I'm, had any bad ones? Or any ones where you're like halfway through the day and you're like, I gotta, I gotta go. That yes, G two G. I hope so. My friend calls me right now and. Oh no! I just tell them like I, I need to. Go. You need to go. I will call you. <laughs> I will call you an Uber. You need to go. Why would you yeah. call them an Uber? <laughs> I've I've gone and talked to you for someone before. I'm like, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, what made it bad? No, no, 
it was it was just it wasn't bad i was like we I, you I, you were like my little brother like this we, you, this is not going no. and we That's both fair. know it right like i don't think it comes as a surprise to anyone yeah. Thank you for tuning in today's episode and thank you, Jenny, for joining us. This is great. Do you want to drop your socials so people can find you? Freya NYC is the handbag brand, and then me, it's Jenny with two eyes, L E I I I. L E I I? L E I I I. Awesome. Okay, well, you can also find Asian Globe on Instagram at Asian Globe Pod and also online at Asian Globe dot com. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.